The show you love with even more local, local news. news and more local talk. talk. The voice of the valley. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5. On air and online. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's your host, Mike Douglas. And welcome to the Mike Douglas Show here on this Friday afternoon. And if it's Friday, that means it's What's on Your Mind Friday. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, our telephone number 209-551-3483. That's the key that unlocks the door to your voice being heard on What's on Your Mind Friday. My friends, it is T-minus 32 days and counting, obviously, to November eight. And the midterm elections. Did you get your sample ballot yet? I think most everybody has. Curious, uh, what's your position on the propositions? I talked a little bit yesterday about my view, my personal view on them. Uh, I'm not voting for any of them. I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm not convinced that any of them are pressing. I'm not passionate about any of them. But you may be. We'd love to hear from you. Again, our number 209-551-3483. And today, if you'd like to share who you're voting for and why, if you'd like to tell us what propositions uh, you're supporting or not, or whatever's on your mind. Again, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the phone calls in the ballpark of the topics that we're talking about. On Fridays, we open it up. Whatever's on your mind Within reason, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. By the way, those of you who have the iHeart app, do you have that? I listen to the iHeart app almost every day, including Saturdays. I use it almost all the time. I use it on the weekends to uh, listen to college football I use it during the week to listen to other news shows and talk shows that I'm interested in. It's absolutely uh, an incredible app. The uh, If you have the app, and if you're listening live to the Mike Douglas Show on the app, today we're, uh, we're opening up the talkback mic. The talkback mic. If you look at uh, your app there at the top, it says Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And uh, <clears throat> to the right, uh, near the top, there's the button that you press to uh, play or, or pause. And to the left of that, there's a little microphone, at least on, uh, on my app, there's a microphone. And if you tap that microphone when you're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV here on the Mike Douglas Show or any other show here on uh, KFIV, you can leave us a, a message in your voice. Now, if you have a brilliant, sizzling comment, as so many of you often do, we may even play it on the air. So the talk, ma- the talk back mic is open when you're listening to Power Talk 1360 KFIV here on the Mike Douglas Show. And uh, if you want to give us some verbal input, why, that's the way to do it. By the way, program note coming up at 3.30 today, Motek Sanchez. And you remember Motek? He's been with us several times uh, in our election coverage on election night. Motek is often with us. In fact, he'll be with us 
uh, the evening of November 8 as well. He'll be with us at 335 today, scheduled to be with us. Uh, He's got some insights into what he and his investigative reporters have discovered about that serial killer, that serial killer up in Stockton and San Joaquin County. So look forward to that today. Again, it is What's on Your Mind Friday, our phone number 209-551-3483. As we get things going, oh, let's start with some words of wisdom from President Biden as, well, let's just listen to it. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. All right, I know all of you can count. Let me play that again. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. All right, how many words is made in America? Three. Uh, as I mean, in is a word. It, it counts. And it's not that we all misspeak from time to time. We all do that. It's inevitable. We're all human and we're all imperfect. But with President Biden, this just happens on such a consistent basis. It's, it's really not only becoming embarrassing, but becoming worrisome as well. Made in America is three words. Three words made in America. All right, so we dealt with that. Uh, as you probably have heard, the suspect in the Merced kidnapping, his brother, has been arrested. Yeah, his brother has been charged with criminal conspiracy, accessory to a crime, and destroying evidence. Officers in that area have arrested Alberto Salgado, arrested him last night. His brother, of course, Jesus Salgado, is being accused of being the primary suspect in the death of those four family members. If you remember, that kidnapping took place uh, Monday afternoon. Their bodies, unfortunately, including that little precious infant, uh, found in a remote part of an orchard on Wednesday night. So that, uh, that suspect's brother has been arrested Again, I, I am, uh, how do you do that? How do you do that? I, I, under, I don't understand, but it, it, there, there are times when there are crimes of passion. There are times when things get out of hand. Oftentimes there are second-degree homicides that occur. But... This is unconscionable. And, of course, the, the main suspect, their Jesus Salgado, used to work for the trucking family that operated that business. How you can, first of all, murder the people that you know, and secondly, murder an infant is beyond me. And I will submit to you again, I believe it's evil. It is beyond just human nature gone awry. I believe it's uh, evil. And uh, so this is uh, this case, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. But again, the headline today is that the brother of the suspect has been arrested as well. 
Breaking at uh, 1.30 today, by the way, from uh, reporter Ashley Zavala at KCRA, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom is apparently going to call a special legislative session on December 5th to impose a windfall tax on oil companies in California. What do you think about that? Do you think that the oil companies are scamming us? That they're running up the prices that they deserve to have a windfall tax? Or do you think Gavin Newsom is looking for a scapegoat? I uh, don't like it, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't like it, first of all, President Joe Biden and Governor Gavin Newsom have demonstrably been out to deal a death blow to the oil industry, to the fossil fuel industry. They're out to destroy it. And so in in the wake of them out to destroy the fossil fuel industry, then they're telling them, well, essentially, because we created this shortage of oil. We were once energy independent. We once were producing so much oil and or processing it anyway that that we were energy independent. And uh, President Donald Trump had built up our oil reserves to an incredible level. Well, President Biden is now depleting them, and he's even going on his knees to Venezuela, asking Venezuela, for goodness sakes, to please provide us with oil. It's so, A, unnecessary, and B, it's embarrassing. What do you think? Are you uh, in favor of this windfall tax on the oil companies, or do you feel that it's just another way to find a scapegoat and divert attention from the real cause. Well, I'll tell you where my attention goes when I need help with expert stuff, especially when it comes to real estate. I'm looking at the fact that mortgage rate increases are impacting home sales. The Wall Street Journal, as you know, reports home sales are down an average of 20% from this time last year. Uh, This is where I want an expert. There is only one agent I would trust, and one that I would trust was selling my own home during a market slowdown like this, and that's Dan Phipps. Now, do you have a growing family? Are you working from home? Do you need more space? Well, call the agent I trust and recommend. Call Dan Phipps. Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in in 72 hours, or he'll uh, he'll sell it for free. It's an amazing arrangement. His home selling program is designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No required costly repairs. No long-term contracts. And you pick your move date. Dan can even find you a new home before you move. Well, William and Modesto had a rental property. He needed to cash out right away. High price was his first priority, but he had a tenant there and and couldn't fix up the place for a bigger price. Well, Dan Fitz felt confident he could get what he needed regardless, so he marketed William's place, and he sold it for the same price as similar homes that had been upgraded in the area. I'm telling you, Dan Fitz very good at what he does, so call him. 
Call Dan Phipps. Dan's the man I recommend. I would hire him to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or it's sold free. Call Dan Phipps, 209-593-1111, 209-593-1111, or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I-P-P-S. Com. We'll get back to what's on your mind Friday. Get back to the phones in three minutes. Here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. On air and online, take the Mike Douglas Show with you with the iHeartRadio app. Search 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on What's on Your Mind Friday. And if uh, you have something on your mind you'd like to share, our phone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Let's go to the phones. Debbie from Stanislaus, it's all yours, Debbie. Well, thank you, Michael, for taking the call for Friday, anything we want to talk about. Right now, I'm going to share something with you that I don't know any way to share it other than what I'm going to share. I need you and all the audience that so gallantly and caringly and lovingly call into the station and share all of their their thoughts and their desires and what they think can be done. I need the whole audience to do something along with you. I highly respect you, and I know that you'll do it. I need you to go back in history. You've got the technology. Go back and find out everything you can find out about Barack Obama. When you go back into the historical parts, you'll find out that Barack Obama has hated the United States of America, along with Michelle Obama, along with their friends, and all of Hollywood, who are all communists. I'm not saying that because I want to say it or I'm a troublemaker. I'm not a troublemaker. I've lived, on, I've lived in California a long, long time, and I've lived in the United States a long, long time. And I listen to every single thing anybody ever says. I read everything I can get my hands on. I don't have one drop of technology. But there's not anything that I don't already know, and I learned it the hard way. Because I kept everything inside of my memory. I made my memory that, that sensitive. Please. I'm begging all of you out there, and Mike, please, find out what his opinion is. Look at Hollywood and what they've taught our youth. Look at what they're doing to our schools. That's only the beginning. They will not be satisfied until they totally, 100% plus, destroy the United States of America because that was their edict. That's what they put out. If you go into history, you're going to find it. And they made that clear, that the United States was not to their liking, and they were going to tear it down piece by piece and reconstitute it. it. Right now, we're under the impression we are the United States of America. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it one more time. No, we're not. Any country in the world that ceases to have borders, they cease to be a country. That's a fact. All right, uh, Debbie, thank you. And uh, Debbie's uh, often uh, quoted premise is that we are no longer the United States of America. Do you agree with that? 
Um, I understand what you're saying, Debbie. I, I understand your passion. I understand your frustration. Is the United States of America gone? Is the Constitution gone? Is the Bill of Rights gone? Now, I would agree, uh, probably 100%, that we are approaching the precipice of a cliff and we're about to drive off the cliff. But it's T-minus 32 days and counting, and I think it's, uh, it's worth salvaging what's left. Uh, so I understand what you're saying. I understand uh, the complexities involved in the border and uh, the fact that you're uh, bringing in a, a lot of folks who are breaking the law in the first place. Got it. I understand the uh, assault upon the rule of law. Got that. Uh, but I, I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree, uh, Debbie. I do believe the United States of America still exists. If it didn't, Debbie, I wouldn't show up here at 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday because there wouldn't be anything worth fighting for. And I believe that the United States of America still does exist and it's worth fighting for. But thank you for your call. Thank you for your passion. What do you think, folks? Is it worth fighting for? Is the United States of America worth fighting for? Or do you agree with Debbie that it's gone, that there's no hope, that it's uh, DOA, dead on arrival? I, I, again, I am not a naive optimist. I am a cautious optimist. And uh, my whole life has been spent until I became a vocational pastor, I, I guess, but I, at least for the first couple careers I had in law enforcement and uh, fire and rescue, I spent a lot of my life in impossible situations, and many of them were deadly. I never gave up. If I had given up, other people might have died. Uh, structures might have burned down. And I might have died as well. You see, there's the, the philosophy here is that we need to encourage people to fight the good fight. And that's why I'm here. I want to encourage you to stand up for what you believe in. I believe there's enough shreds of the United States of America left that we can make it happen. If I thought it was all over, I would shut down the microphone and I'd go, I wear seven or eight other hats. I'm a busy dude. And I would go and just do more of those other things that I do. I believe that we have purpose here. In fact, I feel it's a, it's a God mission. And, and our purpose here is to stand for what's right. Our purpose here is to stand in the way of those who have attempted and are attempting to take down the United States of America as we have it. And so based upon my previous careers, I don't give up. I won't give up as long as I have breath to keep breathing. I believe that we need to fight back in appropriate ways within the context of the rule of law. And so I want to be an encouragement to all of you. I believe this country is worth fighting for. I believe this country is worth voting for. 
I believe this country is worth our sacrifice. And I think of all those who have sacrificed their lives in our military and uh, honoring them, I'm going to do my part to honor what they're fighting for, and that's the freedoms that we enjoy. What do you think? It's What's on Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483. Coming up, Motek Sanchez. We'll talk about the Stockton serial killer. Coming up in five minutes. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Take the Mike Douglas Show with you every weekday from 3 till 5. Download the free iHeartRadio app and follow 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on What's On Your Mind Friday. Our phone number 209-551-3483. Friday, we kick back a little bit. Uh, The coffee mug is extra large and extra hot on Fridays, as are the topics hot as well. And so as long as the coffee holds out, why, I'm holding out as well. And we're looking forward to uh, your thoughts today on what's on your mind Friday. Again, uh, Monday through Thursday, we'd like to keep the, the comments and the calls in the ballpark, in the lane of the topics that we're talking about. Fridays, we kick back a little bit. We open things up, and uh, that's why we call it What's on Your Mind Friday. So, and maybe you want to tell us who you're voting for, what propositions you like or don't like. Uh, your sample ballots, I'm sure, are uh, in the mailbox by this time. I'm sure many of you already have them. I'd love to hear from you about uh, your predictions for what's going to happen on November 8th and who you're supporting or not, or what propositions you're supporting or not. It's wide open. What's on your mind Friday? 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. By the way, this is just, and again, Fridays, we, we just look at the panoply of, of topics here. Did you see that uh, TMZ story on that little dust-up between uh, Golden State Warrior players uh, Draymond Green and Jordan Poole? Did you watch that? Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> Draymond Green really punched out Jordan Poole. I mean, he, he delivered a pretty, I think it was a right hook, uh, I believe, Anyway, watching that is is quite amazing. Draymond Green apparently and Jordan Poole were were chipping away at each other. Jordan Jordan Poole, and this is in practice. He's over uh, to uh, to the left of the the basket. He's standing there, and Draymond, uh, Draymond Green um, apparently is saying something to him, and and Draymond walks over towards him, and he he just doesn't come up to him and put his chest in front of him. Uh, he bumps him with his chest. I mean, you can see that in, in the video. He bumps him with his chest. Well, Draymond Green pushes back at, I mean, uh, Jordan Poole pushes back at Draymond Green, and then Draymond Green just unloads on him. And uh, anyway, general manager Bob Myers and, uh, and Draymond Green apologized to Jordan Poole uh, last, uh, yesterday morning, apparently. And the coach says, or the general manager says, that the Warriors still plan to discipline Draymond Green, but he doesn't expect him to miss any games. And uh, so so there it is. Uh, My 
Well, my viewpoint, these guys are getting paid a lot of money, and a lot of kids look up to them. Let, let's act like role models. Hmm? Let's act like role models. All right. Well, we've been following for a couple of days now the developments up in Stockton and San Joaquin County with the serial killer up there on the line right now with us is the creator and CEO of 209times.com. 209 times again, the, the founder and uh, the voice of it, really, Motake Sanchez. Motake, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be with us. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, you've been following what's going on with this uh, serial killer. What do you know that we may not know? What, what new things have you uncovered as you've taken a look at this case? Well, what we recently uh, revealed a few days ago and um, published an interview, an exclusive interview um, with the, the survivor uh, who was shot multiple times, up to, to 10 times by the uh, serial killer. She survived and uh, is here to, you know, tell her story. Um, so that that uh, interview is available on our pages as well as our uh, in full length uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, and so the biggest revelations from uh, coming in contact with the survivor, whose name is Natasha, is the fact that this really started affecting Stockton 18 months ago. Um, which is the date when she was shot on April 16th, 2021. And then for some reason, there's no connected activity uh, with, with this killer for 14 months. And then in the summer of 2022, beginning in July, he kills five people back to back over the course of the summer. So as you have looked at this, uh, and let me ask you: Have you have you heard from Stockton PD or the Sheriff's Department? Uh, is there is there any explanation as to why we didn't hear from this guy for so long? Do, do, you, do we think possibly he might have been capering in other areas, or or do we just not know at this point? Uh, well, the the immediate answer is we just don't know at this point. But there's a few theories. Uh, you know, one of the most obvious ones being that this individual may have been incarcerated for that that period of time mm. for other other unrelated charges. Um, but at this point, nobody really knows, and is is just you know one theory versus another until this individual or party of individuals is actually caught. Now we know Natasha, and I, I have watched the interview. N- Natasha was homeless at the time. Is, is does it appear that he is specifically targeting homeless people? As far as we know, at this point. At, at, well, actually, what it appears. Uh, so the first two victims he targeted were homeless. The first victim that's known about uh, was killed in Oakland. And it was a Mexican homeless man who was um, shot to death um, without any any obvious reason. Uh, that occurred on April 10th, 2021. And then six days later, that's when Natasha uh, is shot multiple times um, 
for, you know, according to her, zero provocations, zero reasons, had never seen this individual before. Uh, according to her interview, she says he, he said no words to her at all, just immediately began uh, shooting her. And um, sounds like if he had a, you know, uh, magazine of 10, 10 rounds, uh, essentially empty the magazine um, in her direction, hit, hitting, her, hitting her 10 times uh, with the 10th one grazing her arm. Now, did, so it, it, as far let, as targeting, let me ask you very quickly: uh, fired ten shots at her. How many of them hit her? Uh, nine. Uh, she says nine. that that uh, according to the, the medical records, uh, the doctors removed six from her uh, during the surgery immediately following the assault, and then later um, a bullet near her her uh, clavicle her left clavicle kind of just uh came out on its own um and that she still has two bullets in her and then she was grazed uh and i i felt one of them with my own fingers um and uh, she said she had a lacerated liver as well as a, a, a damaged lung and um you know so it, it's a bit of a miracle that that she's uh, still alive um and she was grazed once on her her right arm that she has about a four to five inch long scar. That's amazing to her, be hit her left for, her right forearm. Amazing to be hit that many times and survive. You would think, you know, that you might might hit uh, a critical area. You say it grazed one of her organs. Uh, that that she had the potential of bleeding out. It, you used the word minor miracle. I would I would tend to agree with you. Uh, let's yeah, just a major miracle. Yeah, a major miracle. Uh, let's uh, let's just listen to a, a portion of your interview with her, and uh, and then we'll get some more comments from you. Let's listen. I went over to uh, Park and Union, the railroad tracks, the place where I always used to go, and um, it was about I don't know two 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 thirty three three thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and um, the the train uh, sound came, so I knew a train was going to be coming. And then uh, the train started to come towards me. I mean, I was on the side, and then uh, a, a man came around the corner, or whoever came around the corner, and they already had the gun out. And they um, and they just started shooting. What, I mean, what, at that moment, what caught your attention to turn around and see the person pointing a gun at you? So I was standing um, sideways towards the, towards the bushes away from traffic, and it's a one-way. And, and, and I heard like a, like gravel, you know, it, it was before the train was rolling. And so I turned and I said, I mean, and, and there was, there, you know, there was no words exchanged. She didn't say anything. Um, didn't come any closer, just started, uh, shooting. I saw, I just, I just saw, I just saw flashes. Now, Motake, as you interviewed her, what was your sense of the original investigation? Uh, do you feel that was done as completely as it should have been, or were there things maybe not paid attention to or overlooked when she was first interviewed by uh, law enforcement? No. So she, she, in speaking with her, she, she felt that she was completely let down, and she felt she feels that she was disregarded because she was a homeless drug addict at the time. Um, although she, she does mention and she, and she gives the detective's name and says that she was told about a month later after they ran tests that the, whoever shot her 
um, essentially that the gun used was connected to another homicide just days before uh, in the East Bay. They they didn't tell her that it was Quinn. They just told her it was connected to a homicide in the East Bay, which now we know was is the first known victim of this serial killer. So she she uh, you know in the interview. Part of it is, uh, and that's part of the revelation and, and is leading to more questions in law enforcement, how in how they handled it, right? Because this is uh, uh, an attempted murder that occurred over 18 months ago. And um, even at the time, she says that it was never even discussed in the in the media. It was never even reported to the public. And that's another... Um, fantastic story that you know a fantastic detail even for for our records we don't ever recall it being reported publicly by police for for us to, to put it out and at the time um that the police department did start debriefing and the city manager did start briefing the city council from what we're told is that it was mentioned more as an assault an, an assault that took place and a bullet was recovered it was, which is a, a major downgrade from what occurred, right? Where it was essentially an attempted murder, and a, and a person was shot uh, and hit ten times um, by an unknown assailant. While you know, during during similar hours of the night, which is uh, or early morning, I should say, um, and the similarity was that she was homeless. The other similarity that she admits, and what it appears to be more of the uh, primary focus for individuals being targeted even more so than being homeless is it appears that Mexican males are being targeted. Mm. Uh, and she admits, and if you see in the interview that she is often mistaken, even though she is a black woman, she is often mistaken to, to be a Mexican male, especially, uh, you know, covered up with a hoodie and and uh, um, dark clothes and, and whatever she was wearing in the dark at night. And so far, what we've seen from the victims, five of the seven victims are are Mexican. Uh, but again, the other two, one of them being Natasha, uh, it is it is very well feasible in the dark and, and you know, the manner of dress of, of the victims that they were targeted for after being mistaken by this killer for being Mexican males. So the uh, the shooter or, may have these, mistaken her, and uh, if, if it's his M.O. Uh, to uh, specifically target uh, Mexicans and males, uh, that may have been a an accidental departure from his uh, M.O. Motake, we want to hear more from you. We're visiting with Motake Sanchez. He is uh, the founder and CEO of 209 Times, an influencer in social media. We'll be talking more with Motake about this fascinating and disturbing case in three minutes as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. You're listening to the Mike Douglas Show, the voice of the Valley. Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
have the privilege of speaking with Motek Sanchez. He's the founder and CEO of the 209 Times. Uh, Motek has his thumb on the pulse of what's happening in, in uh, the San Joaquin area and several other places in California as well. Uh, Motek, I uh, w- want to ask you about the whole case with the serial killer. That question, have have they assigned a, a name to this this mystery yet? I mean, we, we've had names assigned to uh, serial killers in the past. Any any uh, tag been assigned to this yet that you know of? Well, we, we've been referring to him as the, the shadow stalker as, uh, because of his M.O. That the, the assailant is everybody he's killed has been uh, during during nighttime hours. So um, what we know is the earliest at night one of the victims was killed was 9.41 p.m. And the uh, latest in the morning that um, uh, a victim has been murdered has been uh, 6.41 a.m. Uh, so right before, basically from dusk to dawn. So, uh, you know, and then the, it, it's not just the hours um, that he's killing uh, victims, but he's also essentially catching people in in blind spots where there's not a camera, there's nobody really around, there's no um, uh, traffic. Uh, he, he's catching people um, by chance that are that are isolated, and the victims seem to all be uh, victims of, of uh, targets of opportunity. Well, take as you've talked to Stockton area residents, what what's the feeling, especially folks on the street? Are they worried? Are they afraid? What's what's the temperature right now? Well, I think uh, it, it's a mixture. I I, I think it's uh, some parts fascination, right? Because uh, you know it's not every day that something as uh, serious as this takes place in a, a community like ours, um, this is something that normally you see on the movies or, Mm. you know, it kind of coincides with the release of this Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix um, series. And and that's also been part of the misconception that people have had about serial killers. And and they're thinking it's like these these weirdos that cut people up and eat them. Um, But there are different types of serial killers. And and even the police department seem to be resistant to uh, referring to this killer as a serial killer at first um, until they finally had to admit, well, he is following an MO um, or, or I should say they are following an MO because we haven't, they haven't confirmed yet that it's a, a, a male um, and, and uh, it, the murders are occurring in a series, right? So by definition that, that makes this individual a serial killer. Um, and especially for the fact that the victims all appear to be random uh, victims of opportunity that uh, essentially the, the assailant is coming across in, in the middle of the night. Motek, so uh, you and have a lot of that. And then you, you, just quick question, uh, and, and I, I don't know enough about it, so let me ask you, have federal agents been involved in this uh, at all yet? Is there any federal participation in the investigation yet? I, I would not be able to confirm, although we do know that the ATF has uh, increased the reward amount by adding an, an additional $10,000, I believe. So the reward amount is now up to 
uh, a total of $125,000 to catch this killer. And and just out of curiosity, since we've spent a bit of time talking about Natasha, how did you get in touch with her? How, how did you get in connection with her? She actually reached out to us on our uh, website, 209times.com, and she sent us an email uh, saying that she believed that her case was connected to the the other murders that were occurring this year and that she said that she was telling people since she started noticing these murders being reported earlier in the year before anybody connected the dots that she believed there was a serial killer and that she was uh he it was the same person who tried to kill her last year so she reached out to us and we had to vet vet her of course to make sure that she was legitimate Mm. um and so she provided copies of of her police report um, and other documents that that we were able to also uh, confirm with our sources inside law enforcement that, in fact, uh, she she was legitimate. And Motek, just uh, from your read, are you uh, happy with the way the investigation is going at this point? I know it, it looks like they had 18 months for whatever reason. Uh, her, her issues were ignored, but do you feel the investigation now is uh, appropriate? That I can't, I cannot really say because uh, we're not privy to a lot of things that law enforcement is doing. A lot of the information and intel that we receive are from multiple sources that cooperate each other independently, both inside and outside of law enforcement. Um, but, you know, we did face a bit of frustration and consternation at the, you know, a week ago because when this information became made available to us and we vetted it and 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 uh, saw that it was legitimate right mo, mo- um, take i've, I've got to run uh if you could hold just for a couple minutes we'll be back with you in five minutes here on the mike douglas show power talk yes. 1360 kfiv back with mo take sanchez in just a few minutes the show you love talking about the issues that are important to you the voice of the valley the mike douglas show now every weekday from three till five on air and online power talk 1360 kfiv here again is your host mike douglas and welcome back to our number two of the mike douglas show mike douglas here your concierge for conversation as we take a look at the plethora of uh, pieces of information and the issues that are either affecting or and or assaulting you and me right now in the uh, Central Valley of California. Thanks so much for joining us. This is What's on Your Mind Friday, and the key to opening that door is our telephone number, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. And we've been talking to uh, Motek Sanchez. He is the uh, creator, the founder, and the, the head, the man at the helm, the CEO of 209 Times, and Motek and his reporters have been looking into this serial killer situation up in the Stockton area. And Motek, I, I like the handle that you put on that, the shadow stalker. I think that that fits well. Uh, before we uh, left you a couple of minutes ago, we were talking about your assessment of the investigation so far. Uh, are you satisfied with the way it's progressing at this point? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're 
satisfied, uh, if that's the right word to use, uh, that police have finally acknowledged um, that there is, in fact, a serial killer at work in our city. Because when we first broke the story a, uh, about seven days ago, seven, eight days ago, at first they were not ready to do that. They were uh, saying they were just looking at patterns and, you know, they talked about data and essentially tried to make it sound like another day in the office uh, when we knew, in fact, that, that they knew there was a serial killer uh, with, with seven victims already. And so, you know, we put out our information um, and, and then they did another press conference. And so we've pretty much been driving uh, this process very much um, in both in public and in private from, from our conversations and our reporting. And so we're uh, happy to see that they finally made it public, released more information, although we want to continue to keep driving this and not let it kind of just uh, uh, slip in, in, in into the shadows, um, so to speak, right? Because we want to keep this in the public's eye and, and get this individual or individuals uh, found as soon as possible before there's more victims. Again, our guest is Motek Sanchez. He is the CEO and the founder of 209 Times. Just very quickly, how can folks access your information? And just very quickly, give us a quick thumbnail sketch of what 209 Times is all about. So 209 Times is community-based media source. We are the largest um, media source other than television uh, based in, in the northern Central Valley, and we cover um, Lodi, really focus on Lodi down to Merced uh, and Tracy in the area known as the area code of uh, 209. So we'll refer to it 209 times. We can be found on 209times.com. Um, we have Facebook page and uh, Instagram. We just launched a TikTok the other day. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Um, and currently combined, we have 390,000 uh, subscribers combined in all of our platforms of social media. Um, so we've definitely had an impact on, on uh, the city of Stockton and, and expanding our um, reach throughout the region. Otake Sanchez, again, our guest, 209 times, and uh, access on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and 209times.com. Am I right? Correct. All right, and before we let you go, uh, Motake, and I, I th- this may be a slightly unfair question, uh, but in in your sense of what you've picked up and and the information that you've analyzed thus far, do you think there may be more victims in other California cities uh, for, from this Stockton shadow stalker, or do we just not know at this point? We just don't know at this point. It's possible if, uh, you know, different weapons were used. Um, and at this point, there's just not enough information until uh, this party is caught. And and we may never know uh, the sad reality. Yeah, absolutely. And before, uh, before we let you go, one quick question as well. Uh, that heinous... Uh, murder down in Merced uh, involving the the little infant and just unconscionable. What's your read on what's happening in our culture today, uh, Motake? What what's going on with the violence and and just this? It seems like evil just being unleashed in our society. 
you know, a bit of human nature uh, that that nothing nothing is new under the sun. I think just with with the access that we have now to information and and the news cycle, I think we're being made more aware of it more frequently. But I also think that it may have to do, even if it's indirectly, with uh, other societal pressures, whether it's uh, the economy or. or things of that nature that uh, sometimes it's the little things that push push people uh, to the breaking point and, and bring out those uh, tendencies within them. Absolutely. Motake Sanchez. And uh, thank you so much, by the way, uh, for joining us back in June for the primaries on our election night. And uh, we're hoping you'll join us again on November 8th, the night of uh, November 8th, as we took at the election. You were such a a great addition to our team that night. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to hear from you again come November 8th. Yes, always a pleasure. I appreciate the the time to always um, part, partake in, in the conversation. All right. Motake Sanchez, 209 Times. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, spending so time, so much time with us today, Motake. Uh, blessings upon you and uh, the good work that you're doing. Thanks for joining us today. You as well. Thank you. All right. Our guest has been Motake Sanchez. He is the founder of and the CEO of 209 Times, a very interesting site. Uh, Again, you can access it on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm not that often on Facebook. I'm not that often on Instagram. It's probably my age. Uh, But 209times.com, if you want to get a really good introduction uh, to the, uh, really, the community-based reporting and investigations that uh, that he does, some some great information there. And again, we appreciate him spending time with us today. It uh, it is T minus thirty two days and counting to November eight. Uh, I'm assuming that you got your sample ballot. I did, and I'm uh, in the process of of marking it, marking it up, marking it up. Too much coffee. Too much, too big of a coffee container today. Maybe I need to cut back on the caffeine a little bit. Anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, providing you with additional election information as we draw closer. Again, T minus 32 days and counting. Can you, uh, can you believe that? And uh, so as we're looking at all of those issues, what propositions uh, are you supporting? What propositions are you not What about the candidates, either from your local area or our state or federal candidates? This is What's on Your Mind Friday. It's the day to let us know what you think. Our phone number, 209-551-3483, And I would think, uh, I think a a lot of us, as as we've listened to what's happening uh, up in Stockton uh, with uh, with a serial killer here, and I like that that label, that tag they've put on that for the uh, shadow stalker. I think that's very appropriate. What do you think as you've listened to uh, our interview with Motake, and as, especially as you look at that eighteen month? Uh, period where nothing much was happening, and at least the perception of Natasha, who was shot at 10 times and and most of those bullets landed, I can't believe she's still alive. 
that is a miracle, I think. That is absolutely incredible. So as you've listened to our interview with Motake, what reactions do you have? What questions do you have? Are there things you'd like to know that we don't know yet? And do you have a theory? You think it's just a single gunman or gunwoman? We don't know whether it's a man or woman at this place. The only visual we have is uh, is a security camera picking up a darkly clad tall person. And uh, I, what I was interested in is the gait of this person, how, how they walk. And I'm thinking somebody must pick up on that. Several people, uh, as they've looked at that, have commented on, on uh, they stand, this person stands up very, very straight. Uh, very straight, not hunched over at all, uh, but very straight. But there is a, a peculiar, peculiar gait uh, to this person, I think. And anyway, very interesting. We'll get your reactions to our interview with Motake Sanchez, and uh, we're opening the phones for What's on Your Mind Friday. All of that coming back up in three minutes. Our phone number 209 3483 as the Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Here's more with the voice of the valley, Mike Douglas on Power Talk 1360 KFIV and streamed on the iHeartRadio app. And speaking of the iHeartRadio app, just a reminder uh, today, you're welcome to tap the talkback mic if you're using the iHeart app, which I use a lot. I love it. When you're listening to the show here, uh, the free iHeart Radio app, you can send us a voice message, uh, a comment. Uh, to me, the Mike Douglas Show, KFIV in general, again, just look for that little microphone near the top of your iHeart Radio app. Uh, press that. It'll take you through how to leave your, uh, your voice message. And if you have a brilliant, sizzling comment, as many of you often do, we may even play it on the air as well. So again, uh, feel free to tap that talk back mic if you're uh, listening to us on the iHeart app. All right, let's get back to What's on Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Back to the phones. Let's start with uh, Ryan from Oakdale. Ryan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hello, Mr. Douglas. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Shabbat Shalom. I have a um, something I would like to talk about is... Um, the, the heinous uh, violence that is happening in our community is because we are uh, we are further and further away yeah. from biblical values, and you can see the anti-Semitism that's increasing here locally in California. Whoa! Uh, and uh, UC Berkeley, UC Berkeley just had a no no Jew zone for whatever reason, and it's anti-Semitism. We see swastikas in California State University, and we have this now murder locally in Merced. It's getting to a point now that I believe it's like the book of Job. Uh, you're probably familiar with Job. What does, when Satan appears to God, Hashem, God, he, is, he says, or God says to him, where have you been? And, he, and Satan says, I have been wandering to and fro, to and fro in the earth. And I believe that's what we are seeing. We're seeing 
just an excessive amount of evil that is taking place because of no, no Torah or biblical values. And it's, it's getting to a point now that a, we got to stand together against it. And if you're a Christian, pray. If you're Jewish, pray. And just be a, a source of positive godliness to our community. Couldn't have said that better myself, Ryan. And by the way, I find it ironic, uh, given especially with the uh, the shadow stalker up in Stockton, and as you say, this heinous crime down in Merced, uh, that this week you celebrated uh, Yom Kippur and, and the, the Day of Atonement, and and, and yet all, all of this sinful stuff is just swirling around, of, uh, around us. is just an, an interesting juxtaposition, don't you think? Absolutely, and I believe that it's it's going to get worse, and we just have to cling to the Torah because Torah is life. God is life. Um, there's a uh, passage in Talmud that says, um, "He who preserves life saves a generation." Lador bador, lachaim. It's life. We we need more people that preserve life because Hashem is the only one that takes away life. So if someone is going to kill somebody. We know that's not of God. Ab- absolutely. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for your call. Shalom, my friend. And uh, we, th- you, you hit the nail on the head, for me anyway, and that is we need to pray and uh, pray with consistency. In fact, uh, there's that New Testament principle of, of praying with consistency. And if you look at the Greek word involved, that Greek word uh, connotes praying with the consistency of a hacking cough. And uh, I believe much prayer is needed for those, uh, for those of you of faith uh, that listen to us. Uh, prayers are much needed. Thank you, Ryan. Let's get back to the phones again, 209-551-3483 on What's on Your Mind Friday. Let's find out what's on the mind of David in Modesto. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Um, I got two questions. One is, I don't recall that that uh, we were presented with a chance to vote on the sanctuary state business. Was was that ever a, something a ballot issue? Would you know? Because if it was, I I, and I wish I didn't, because I'm not too cool on setting up a sanctuary state. Uh, well, and David, this is one of the issues that we're dealing with today, that our governmental leaders are going way beyond the boundaries of the rule of law. Uh, they're vi- violating uh, the, the, the constitutions that they swore to accept. I think probably what they're going to do, should, especially if Prop 1 passes in uh, in 32 days or however long, David, that it takes uh, to count up the votes. Uh, I think they will, uh, especially if Prop 1 passes, it's going to be an open door now because that provides a state constitutional right to uh, abortions. They call it reproductive freedom, but basically it gives them the right to to kill babies as a, as a method of uh, of of uh, just not not wanting that life as a method of birth control. Uh, so to to answer that first question that you have very quickly, I think it's a a matter of our governmental leaders. Uh, 
making dictates that are in violation of both state and uh, and federal constitutional uh, boundaries. And secondly, I, I think I think there's some evil intent uh, behind that as well. Uh, got a minute or two left. I think you had a second question, right? Yeah, uh, Social Security. I'm just I'm. You know, I've heard for years that our Social Security system is down for failure and it's going to last another decade or 15 years, something like that. I'm like, well, if it's in such bad shape and they can bail everybody else in other countries out and send all this money all over the place, why couldn't they inject something or haven't they into that if they want to put some federal dollars out there? Um, What's your thought? I, I don't get it. Uh, well, a, a lot of us don't get it, and and that's why I'm encouraging people to start thinking uh, through all of this like you. David, you're being logical, and I wish there were more people being logical. That's what we need to, to look at what's happening and analyze it. And uh, look, I'm not opposed to sending aid to Ukraine uh, I'm not opposed to that, but I'm also looking at our needs here in the United States of America. I'm looking at what they're spending money on. I'm looking at the way they're running up the deficit, and it, it's unconscionable, David. There's just zero fiscal uh, intelligence uh, going on and uh, fiscal responsibility. What we're doing is we're basically robbing our children and their children's children, and we're we're setting them up for failure. And so, uh, David, I, I think you, you bring up a, a great point there, and it is all about where are our priorities? Where are our priorities? And uh, as we look at uh, priorities like uh, the economy and inflation and immigration, Where's all this other money going that's that's driving us deeper into the deficit? It's frustrating, David. Absolutely frustrating. But again, my friends, that's why I think it's so important that we stand fast and that we appropriately push back and we begin by casting intelligent, reasoned, and well-researched votes in 32 days on November 8th. Or I know, in advance of that with the mail-in ballots. All right, What's on Your Mind Friday continues in five minutes. We'll take your phone calls coming up on the Mike Douglas Show, Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. 1360KFIV is your place online. Let's get social with Power Talk 1360KFIV. And welcome back to What's on Your Mind Friday on the Mike Douglas Show. Our telephone number 209-551-3483 here on Power Talk 1360KFIV. We're just talking to uh, David 
uh, from Oakdale and uh, really re- reviewing some of the dynamics up in Sacramento. Uh, and, and you really have to fault both the legislature and the governor for some of this, thinking about uh, making California a sanctuary state for uh, transgender health care uh, and, and such, and, and, uh, being a sanctuary state for abortions. I mean, you think back to SB 107 that he signed, AB 2091, 1282, or 1242, rather, SB 1375, AB 2223, the list goes on. Well, the legislature, uh, does his groundwork. They do the blocking. I, I'm thinking football here. They do the blocking for the governor so that he can do a quarterback sneak, I guess is the way I would put it. All right, let's get back to the phones, 209-551-3483 on What's on Your Mind Friday. Let's see what's on the mind of John from Valley Springs. Hi, John. Welcome. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Mike. I'm glad that uh, I, I can talk to you. And please forgive me. I Every time I um, have opportunity to talk to you, I a little bit become shaken because English is my second language, and I almost spent half a lifetime in a communist country, and and um, that's where I came from. And I can I can certainly say um, uh, that my whole life was actually a life of miracles, and I wasn't even um, a Christian while I was still over there, but I, I was converted and I came to the United States, and from then on. I studied the scripture and I actually learned my English mostly from the scriptures. Um, and I had several Bible translations. And if I didn't understand from one, I used another one and compared the scripture with scripture and so on. And uh, I would like to confirm that the um, prior caller that talked about the uh, book of Job, uh, I would like to write what he said. And I also like to say that Jesus told to uh, his disciples when they asked him, why do you speak in parables? And he answered to them and said, so that those who are not supposed to understand did not understand. So what I'm going to uh, say now, this might be very much applied to that what Jesus said. If, if, if they will not, if they're not um, supposed to understand, they will probably not understand this scripture that I will read from. And I will read the scripture from uh, Ezekiel chapter 39. Where, job, uh, where, where God promised the Israel, uh, and Israel in, in this um, um, case is that the all people of God who are, who are saved by God, who, who are thrown all over the world. And then they're not just, it not, does not refer to the Old Testament uh, uh, Israel that was in the promised land at that time. This inc- uh, 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 covers the, all of this, uh, all over the world. So in, in chapter Ezekiel 39, from 21, to 20, uh, from 21 to 29, I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment, which I have executed, and my hand, which I have laid on them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Jehovah, their God, from that day forward, the Gentiles shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they were unfaithful to me. Therefore, I hid my face from them. 
I gave them into the hand of their enemies, and they all fell by the sword. According to their uncleanness and according to their transgressions, I have dealt with them and hidden my face from them. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, now I will bring back the captivities of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel, and I will be jealous for my holy name. After they have borne their shame and all their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me, when they dwelt safely in their own land and no one made them afraid. When I have brought them back from the peoples and gathered them out of their enemies' lands, and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations, then they shall know that I am Jehovah their God, who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to their land and left none of them captive any longer. And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. John, thank you. And I uh, think you, I, nobody, I hate, can, nobody can prove that. John, I, I don't want to interrupt you I because you've got some important points there. I didn't want to interrupt scripture at all. We do have some other callers calling, but John, I think what's so important uh, about your call and about what you're talking about is, uh, is the whole context of without that Judeo-Christian underpinning of the United States of America, our culture will fall. We cannot preserve this culture in, um, in a society which eliminates the Judeo-Christian ethic. It's, it, 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 it's just not going to survive. And that's why I believe we need to stand. We need to stand fast. And uh, we, we need to stand in the light for what we believe is true, John. So uh, thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. It's uh, What's on Your Mind Friday, our number here, 209-551-3483. Let's go uh, to Modesto and Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, what's on your mind? Hey, I totally agree with what you just said in the last caller. But on a, on a lighter note, I think we're being a little too hard on, on President Biden. I think that what he was doing today was recognizing and affirming that made in America has identified as two words. <laughs> hey, hang on a second. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Yeah, okay. Well, Eric, I that that may be true. That made in America is now identifying as two words. I love it, Eric. Yeah. Have a great, great weekend. <laughs> All right. You too. And, and Eric, thanks for uh, bringing uh, a little levity to the Mike Douglas show here. We, we have been, we've been dealing with some heavy stuff. So uh, Eric, that, that was a, uh, that was a gift to us. Thank you very much. And uh, appreciate your, your input there. I uh, love it. Made in America is now identifying as two words. Uh, maybe that's what President Biden, maybe that's the message that he's trying to give us. What message do you have for us? It's What's on Your Mind Friday, 209-551-3483 is our number, 209-551-3483. Hey, have you filled up your car recently at the gas station? Hmm. 
National average, if this plays into T-minus 32 days until the November 8 election, the national average, I, the, I am always depressed by reading the national average because of what we pay here. In fact, uh, our daughter, who lives on the East Coast, uh, was talking to uh, my wife, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, she was shocked at uh, our prices, gas prices here in California. Anyway, the national uh, average right now, according to the AAA, is uh, 389 a gallon. In California, much higher, 639 a gallon. Amazing. And so here's, uh, for, for those of you in our listening area, you are probably well aware of this, but let me uh, go into it anyway. Uh, let's look at the lowest price to the highest price in most of the counties covered in our radio signal area. Uh, let's see, the lowest right now is uh, Tuolumne. Tuolumne County, your average is 619 a gallon. Second would be Stanislaus County at 624. And I'm averaging here, by the way. Uh, San Joaquin and Calaveras, you're tied there. 630 a gallon. That's number three. And number four would be Merced at 6.33 a gallon. Uh, Mariposa would be next, 6.46 a gallon. Uh, Santa Clara, you're at 6.47. Alameda, just uh, just following that at 6.48. And then there's Mono County. Uh, how do people in Mono County do this? $7.28 per gallon. $7.28 and 28 cents per gallon. But President Biden says, oh, we don't want to be energy independent. No, let's shut down that evil Keystone XL pipeline. Let's let's not be energy independent. Let's not really look at new technologies and allow them to flourish before we do deal a fatal blow to the fossil fuel industry. No, the evil fossil fuel industry, we need to do away with that. And as does Governor Gavin Newsom. And so here we are, President Biden going to Venezuela, for goodness sakes, and asking Venezuela on bended knee, can we have some gasoline, please? This is just outrageous. And be real now. Be real. We can no longer anybody blame this on Donald Trump. Stop it. Stop it. No, no. We are dealing with the policies of the Biden administration and the Newsom administration, and they're driving us to the precipice of a cliff. 32 days from now, we have the opportunity to start throwing the brakes on and reverse this if we're willing, if we're willing to cast that vote. All right, it's What's On Your Mind Friday here on The Mike Douglas Show, our number 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. We'll be back in three minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A pastor with passion, a minister with manners. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation on What's on Your Mind Friday. We still have a few minutes left. Our phone number 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Again, Monday through Thursday, we like to keep the calls in the ballpark of the topics we're talking about. Friday, we relax a little bit. We open things up. It's whatever is on your mind. That's appropriate for the air at 209-551-3483. All right, let's, uh, let, let's lighten things up a little bit here. It was this week that James Bond, on film anyway, turned 60 years old in 1962. If you remember the first James Bond film debuted, it was called Dr. No. And very interesting story behind that, uh, by the way. The producers were originally thinking of casting big names at the time. And under consideration, to my understanding, was Richard Burton, uh, of course, major iconic actor, James Mason. James Mason was a very interesting uh, character actor, wasn't he? And and even Cary Grant, the, the suave and debonair, debonair Cary Grant was, uh, was considered as well. So anyway, apparently uh, when James Mason and Cary Grant, uh, apparently they did not want to sign up for multi-picture deals. They, they had the idea this was going to be a, a series of movies. And so the producers looked around for, well, maybe someone not as well known, but had the looks and the demeanor to carry off the characters. And they found this unknown Scottish actor by the name of Sean Connery. And, of course, Sean Connery became the, uh, the iconic face of the suave, debonair, and dangerous Bond, James Bond, 007, on the big screen. And, I, by the way, I learned something uh, the other day I did not know, did not remember. It has been a long time since I watched Dr. No, a really long time. Did, did you know or do you remember that Jack Lord was in Dr. No? Remember that? Jack Lord, who would later play the role of Steve McGarrett in uh, the original Hawaii Five-0. He had a role in Dr. No. I, I didn't remember that. He play, I think, uh, let's see, the character's name, I think, was Felix Leiter. And uh, if I, as I recall, it was a, a CIA agent, kind of the, the American counterpart uh, to James Bond with Britain. And uh, Jack Lord, yeah, he played in that. It's amazing to me. He would later, of course, debut as the legendary crime fighter Steve McGarrett in Hawaii Five O. I think I watched every single episode of Hawaii Five O, and uh, Jack Lord would come into that role about six years after uh, being in uh, Doctor No. By the way, just a, a little trivial thing here from from my life. Uh, when I was very young, uh, my parents and I uh, went to Hawaii. And this would be, 
mm, late 60s, very late 60s, maybe early 70s. Anyway, uh, we happened to cr- come across the, the filming of a television show, and it was in front of a building. And my dad, my dad was uh, never afraid to do anything. And so he stopped and we're watching and we're, we're looking very carefully. And, and the guy who they're filming is the character Chin Ho Kelly from the original Hawaii Five O. Remember the actor Cam Fong? If I'm not mistaken, Cam Fong also was actually, uh, actually worked for uh, Honolulu Police Department. But anyway, uh, Chin Ho Kelly, the actor Cam Fong, was finishing a scene. Now, you, th- th- this would never happen today, would it? Never happen today. My dad parks the car. My mom goes, what are you doing? My dad says, I got to go meet Cam Fong. She says, you can't do that. Well, my dad's out the door. I'm, I'm, my mouth drops open. I'm wide-eyed. My dad runs up to Cam Fong, who just finished a scene playing Chin Ho Kelly, and shakes his hand and tells him how big, how much big fans we are of Hawaii Five-0. Cam Fong was just so gracious. He laughed. He shook my dad's hand, slapped him on the back, and and my dad came back to the car. And I looked at him, and I thought, my dad must have an S on his chest underneath it. He He must be Superman, and I don't know it, because only Superman would get out of the car and walk up to Cam Fong and shake his hand. Anyways, one of the highlights of of my uh, young life. Well, and as you probably recall, Sean Connery uh, went on to play in uh, what? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Doctor, five of the films, Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice. And then he actually uh, came back, I, I believe, and he reprised Never Say Never Again, uh, I think in 1983, David Niven, I, I never saw David Niven play James Bond, but that early David Niven, of course, he had a, a, just a, a wonderful presence about him. Uh, he, he starred in the original Casino Royale, 1967. George Lazenby, if you recall, only had uh, one starring role. That was On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, Sean Connery came back, Diamonds Are Forever, in 1971. Uh, and then, uh, Roger Moore. I loved, do you remember Roger Moore in the saint? He, he started in a couple of them. And then, uh, and of course, uh, there was Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. I think Daniel Craig did a wonderful job of bringing a brand new flavor to James Bond. I was sorry to, sorry to see him go. And uh, I have to go, but I'll be back on Monday, 3 to 5 p.m. here on the Mike Douglas Show, as we'll do it again right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Have a wonderful and blessed weekend.